blessed, very blessed. Uh, how many were here last Sunday? How, did you did you take home your little sheet of paper with the who you are in Christ stuff? Did anybody get a chance to read some of that? Can somebody tell me the the one that they enjoyed the most? That really impacted you more than any of the other ones. We are loved, accepted, and complete in Christ. Oh, oh, are there more in the back? Do we know? Does anybody know? There are? You don't know? Okay, I don't know either. Um, hey, Brian, hop up and just see if there's any on that table. Please, sir. Never mind. It's just a list of who you are in Christ things. It'll be... Stapled together, sheets of paper. No. Okay, we'll try to get some out there uh, at some point. Um, really valuable. Um, I, I'm not even going to ask if anybody did their homework because I didn't do all mine. So, <laughs> who didn't do your homework? I didn't. I didn't do my. Um, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Greg. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Um, title sermon today, uh, we're in a series about his body, and I'm calling this His Body Part 2.5. <laughs> because I really did, I'm not quite finished with two. And uh, the whole who we are in Christ, and it's really critical, the whole concept. Um, we can read those things. Uh, who we are in Christ and how God looks at us. But unless we believe it, it it's, it's meaningless. Right? To each of us. So believing is a very critical part of this whole thing of understanding who we are and the whole discerning thing, right? We were talking about discerning, discerning and discerning the body of Christ being Jesus' body, his earthly body, his glorified body. Uh, you as individuals body of Christ, right? And the body of Christ, his church, his bride, you know, of which he is, of which he is the head. You know, we're a body. It's a great picture because we're the body, but he's the controlling part. It's not like he's a control freak or anything. He's just God, you know. Just, I got a better response in the first service on that one. But, it's a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Mom. I can always count on my mom. Um, this, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Well, I discern that you're here. Right? I, I can see, you know, pretty pretty much that you're actually, your physical bodies are here. Uh, would that be true? That, that I think I'm discerning accurately, right? Understanding clearly, right? Part of discerning. And uh, uh, how about um, perhaps in body but not in mind and heart? Could could that, no, but it could be. I mean, it could be that, like, you're, you know, some of your ladies may be at Kohl's right now in your mind, right? Oh, some of you guys might be fishing right now or playing golf. I don't know. I mean, a lot of things. Uh, a lot of what? In that, not in this weather, yeah. Well, I don't know. There's ice fishers. There are people actually fishing. It's crazy. Of course, they have little heaters in their hut. But you can't stay there too long because then the ice will Anyway, it could be a problem. Uh, you know, some, some of us uh, may be actually walking out the back door in our minds right now, you know. But 
It, 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 but you see what I'm trying to say here? Now, have you ever heard the story, the little story uh, of, of the child riding in the back seat and the parents are in the front seat? Now, this was before seatbelt laws and before child's restraint seats and all that kind of stuff. But the child is standing up in the back seat and the parents can sit down, sit down. The obstinate child is standing in the seat, continues to stand in the seat and said, are we going to have to stop the car? And back then, you know, the car was stopped and you got a spanking. I don't know what they do now, but um, <laughs> uh, so the child finally sits down and says, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> All right. So it's not just what happens on the outside and we can be we can Sometimes put on a mask or we can set up, you know, a way to looking good and everything. Most of the time, what we do and what we say really does come out of our heart, right? It comes out of what we really, really believe. If you watch long enough, if you watch yourself long enough, you're going to find what's really in there and discern correctly who you are. So whether you're standing up on the outside or sitting down on the outside, what's happening on the inside is really the critical part. And believing the things that God says about you are critical and important. So, what do we believe about ourselves? It's a good question. It's a question I asked last week, but it's just it's just an important question uh, because believing what we believe is such a critical part of receiving and walking in our inheritance as His children, as His children, as His children. You don't inherit from somebody else's parents. I mean, occasionally there's somebody that you, you inherit from your family or from. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it and we're his children. And so we inherit all that he is. Yeah. Amen. Everything. And it's and so we have to believe that and we need to be his child. And there's a critical step that's that that we can so easily leave out. We can talk about who we are in Christ, but first of all, we have to be in Christ. So there's a believing thing that happens there as well, and I want to talk about that today. I want to touch on our true feelings about who we are and how believing is such a critical part. First, I want to look at the scripture that kicked this off for me, okay? This is about communion again, if you weren't here for the last couple of Sundays. In 1 Corinthians 11, 28 through 30. And I'm going to read it in today's English version uh, today <laughs> instead, of, um, instead of the New King James, I think is what I read before. So then, everyone should examine himself first and then eat the bread and drink from the cup. For if he does not recognize or discern the meaning of the Lord's body... When he eats the bread and drinks from the cup, he brings judgment on himself as he eats and drinks. That is why many of you are sick, weak, and several have died. It's a pretty heavy consequence. So this whole discerning thing is very critical. For those of you who have, did not hear me say that prior to this time. What about our physical body? What about your spiritual person? Your spiritual being? What about your eternal soul? Classically, we 
read about, we talk about, we hear about body, soul, spirit is what makes us up as a person. We have this earthly tent in which we groan. Paul says that it's here today and gone tomorrow, right? It's uh, it's like like the chaff. It's like uh, a flower. Um, it comes and goes, not the chaff. The yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Um, but there is that eternal part, that soul. And there's, there's a lot of studies, a lot of books written, a lot of uh, interesting discussion about soul and spirit and whether they're the same or whether they're similar, but they have, they have similar function or whether they're totally, totally different. And, you, and read the front of your bulletin and uh, it, it, please read that. It, it, it addresses, um, I mean, back when the great reformers, they didn't all agree, just, just, tell, just saying um, and we are not all going to agree on the triune makeup of a human being. And we're not going to all agree exactly where the differences are between soul and spirit. And you know what? I don't want you to get hung up on that. You know, I want you to understand that you don't have to understand. Right? And that it's just... We know that it's true. We know that the scripture speaks of these things. But it's really honestly beyond our comprehension. And God makes it as simple as he can for us. <laughs> I mean, he even uses our own language to speak to us. Isn't that that's thoughtful, isn't it? Yeah. You know, God's language was not Hebrew, but he wanted to communicate to the Hebrews. So he spoke Hebrew so they could understand him. Are you OK with that? I just thought I'd throw that in because I'm not maybe going to be here much longer and I don't want you. I mean, not, I mean, physically, I'm 65 years old, you know, so I'm not going to last forever, you know. So we're talking about the body now. I look really good for 65, don't I? Yeah, yeah. It's because I have a young wife. Yes! Just say, don't put that on the, you know, I can't erase that from the tape. Um, actually, I am very grateful. So, physical body, spiritual person, eternal soul. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. This is today's English version as well. Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? God dwells. He makes his habitation in you. Is that amazing? I mean, we are the temple of the Lord. Individually and corporately, we are where he lives. He does not live in buildings made with hands. He doesn't live here and we come visit him. He lives here and we gather here so that we can stay, stay dry and warm. It, some of you don't think it's so warm, but it's warmer than outside, right? Are you good? So our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who lives in you. Woo! And watch this. Who was given to you by God. <laughs> you do not belong to yourselves, but to God. He bought you for a price and with a price. So use your bodies for God's glory. Amen? So this is a critical part. In Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. This is Paul again. This is New American Standard. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit. Where? In the inner man. So this Holy Spirit that lives in us, who's been given to us by God, is a strengthening agent. Amen? So that, all right, Holy Spirit's living in us, He's in our body, and He's in there, and He's strengthening us. He also witnesses to us that we are, that Christ is who He is and that we believe, which is really cool because that's that whole Spirit, His Spirit, our Spirit, they're kind of come together and like a wedding kind of a thing, and it happens and we are born again and we're sons of God and the eternal soul is now going to be with Him forever instead of in some other place. Are you with me? Okay. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, to discern, if you will, with all the saints, what is the breadth and the length and the height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be, watch this, Holy Spirit's here, He's doing all these things, watch this, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Yes! Amen! Woo. So, now, to Him who is able to do far more abundantly, I mean, far more abundantly, I mean, He could have just said, abundantly. Or he says it like more abundantly. But he goes far more abundantly. Than we could read about. No. That we could even ask. And we can think of lots of stuff to ask. Or think. Beyond far more abundantly. Beyond all that we can ask or think. According to the power that works Within us. Amen. Strengthen us with power. Given us the Holy Spirit. Resident in us. We are the temple of the Lord. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. Amen. It's just good. And until this is understood, all those things on that paper are meaningless. To him be the glory in the church. Right? Another picture of his body, right? And in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Woo! Yes, that is good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, now, it, that reminds me, the clapping and everything reminds me. I was thinking about last Sunday, and it's, it's so foreign uh, to my, uh, those of who have uh, <laughs> had to listen to me for about 24 years. Um, Know that I don't do the the rah rah stuff much, and uh, the rah rah stuff, you know, pom poms and cheerleaders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't pull. I don't say now. Say this after me, you know. Say this after me. All right, say this with me. But last Sunday it's like I was over the top, right? But yeah, it was. I mean, and it, I got some really good feedback. But here's the deal: you've got to have the cheerleaders. And you've got to have the coach. 
And you've got to have the players on the field. And you have to have a playbook. And you have to have a stadium. And you have for it to be a full-blown, all-out, good, I'm going to say party, uh, I, I guess, after James's, um, yeah. Hmm. You've got to have all of that. And we need all of that. We need the serious discussions about theology. We need the just crazy preaching. We need, well, you know what I mean. And we need serving one another, which we do well. I'm, I'm so blessed by this fellowship of believers in the, in the service and the heart and love that's there. And, and you've got to have some rah-rah sometimes. It's just good for us. We're made. All those aspects come into play in, in who we are. I've got way more rabbit trails than I did early service, but I got 20 more minutes, so <laughs> fasten your seatbelts, Dorothy. Hmm. So, Romans 10, 9 through 11. This is in the Amplified. I love this. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart, Believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's where it all begins, amen? If nothing happens, none of the things on that piece of rah-rah paper will ever be true unless when the Holy Spirit woos you, or me, or any of your friends, or any of your family, Holy Spirit woos you, and you say, yes, I believe. I repent, believe, baptize, you know, that scripture. It's critical. And I was thinking, I'm going to preach this whole thing, and I'm going to leave out the starting blocks. No, that's why we had to have 2.5. So these are the starting blocks. This is where the gun goes off. This is where you enter the race. The Holy Spirit draws and we respond. I'm not going to complicate theology there. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and you're, you're in your heart you believe, you're here to trust and rely on, that God raised him from that, you will be saved. And then your body becomes that temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so you, all these things, Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. And we can comprehend, we're <laughs> comprehend what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth. And to know the love of Christ. This is where it all begins. It's where it all happens. It's the entry point. It's the doorway. It's the front door. It's the, you know, I, Jesus said, I am the door, right? Right? Yeah. For with the heart, a person believes, adheres to, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ. And is so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? And confirms his salvation. Hallelujah. The scripture says, no man who believes in him, Jesus, who adheres to trust in, adheres to relies on and trust in him, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. Woo! Yeah. All right, I'm clapping a little more because I just think God is pretty amazing. 
Just saying. Ah, the scripture says, verse 11, no man. Oh, I said that. First John four. I can say it again. 15 through 16. This is in the message. Every I had too many cups of coffee. You guys it's just love me. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced it. Watch this heart and soul. This love that comes from God. To love, to be loved. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God. And God lives in us. Yes. You know, we're his temple. We, he's chosen us over all of the temples that have been built. The magnificent structures. The awesome architecture and artwork and carvings and all of that. He's chosen you and me. You know, earthen vessels. I don't know. (laughs) And then you add all of that stuff that we read on Sunday, last Sunday. Oh, my goodness. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24. This is in the message as well. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole. Put you together. Spirit, soul, and body. He wouldn't have said it if it weren't important. Spirit, soul, and body. And keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It begins at believing. I mean, God did his part a long time ago. On the cross, right? Long time ago. But it becomes ours when we respond to the wooing of the Holy Spirit. What's this? The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. <laughs> Amen. And finally, this is probably one of my favorite benedictions. The other is a great benediction, actually, in itself, but... This is one of my favorites, and uh, I think it's, it's fitting to be read after this discussion. In Jude, and this is actually Jude 1, but there's only one, and so you really don't have to say Jude 1. You can just say Jude if you want to. 24 through 25, I'm not reading both chapters 24 and 25. There are not 20. I don't know why I got on that. Anyway. Jude 24, 25, I love it. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ. He's our Savior through Jesus Christ. Our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, authority before all time and now. And forever. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Let me pray. Father, we are so grateful that you are this kind of dad. That you desire us to be your children. Not only by creation, but by believing. By believing 
in the work that your son did on the cross to set us free and make us free indeed. To give us all of your promises from day one to now and forever. All of your promises in Jesus being yes and amen. And God, we thank you for the opportunity to be born again. To have your Holy Spirit living within us. To be your temple, to be your abode. And Lord, thank you for the strength that we derive from all of that. Thank you for the hope that we derive from all of that. Thank you for the vision. Thank you for the gift of discernment so they can see that we're your kids and that you love us. And so, Father, I pray for each one in this room that you would continue to hone and refine their discerning abilities. By your Spirit, you would open our eyes to all the things that you have for us as your children, as your born-again children, ones who believe in, trust in, and rely on Jesus. And so, God, I pray that not only will you continue to fill us, that we would be filled with power to be your witnesses, but that we would indeed walk and that we would indeed witness, that we would indeed share to the glorious relationship that you have given us through your Son, that we would somehow be the salt and the light. Lord, that we would somehow serve you and serve one another in a way that just says, God loves you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes, open all of our eyes to your kingdom and all that you're doing all around us. And that we would be aware of the eternal purposes that are in your heart. And that we would share those things effectively because we're yours. And we're bought with a price. We're not our own. May we truly live like we're yours. And that that is a blessing beyond our comprehension. It's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. The great Jesus who taught us to love one another. Share the love. Amen.